0: Hey guys, it's Marcelo Inestroso here, the creator and one of the co-hosts of Radio 815. What is Radio 815? It's a podcast celebrating the life and the career of writer-director J.J. Abrams. And I just wanted to let you know that along with my co-host, Matt Crandall, new episodes are posted every Friday at 8.15. So if you love film and TV, and specifically talking about J.J. like we do, Come and join us, won't you? Hey, guys. Welcome to another edition of Radio 815. I'm your host, Marcelo Nostroza. Joined, as always, uh, by my co-host, Matt Crandall. And this week on Radio 815, we'll be talking about uh, the Season 2 premiere of Felicity, entitled Soft So with all that being uh, said and out of the way, uh, why don't you start off uh, this week, Matt? Tell us what you thought about uh, the first episode of Season 2 of Felicity, entitled "Sophomore."
1: So Sophomoric basically picks up where we left off. This episode was written by JJ um, and directed by Lawrence Trilling. Now, of course, the finale of season one, Felicity got into a cab and we didn't know if she was going to choose Ben or Noel. And what I think is amazing about this episode is that we actually don't find out who she chose until 15 minutes in till like act two, which was a bold choice because coming back, That's the thing the fans were dying to know. And in typical J.J. fashion, they tease that she made a choice and that she's happy with what went on. But we don't know what it is until after, you know, the second commercial break. Um, we, We open with her telling Javier about her adventures. And when she's about to get to the meat of the story, she has to go and cuts it short. And, of course, that scene with her and Ian Gomez is hilarious and a real tone setter so it's kind of it, it's not making fun of the fans who you know were dying to know but it really draws it out which i thought was kind of an interesting tongue-in-cheek kind of choice and then we slowly find out what she actually did and of course she chose Ben
0: the thing that i find that i found most uh, appealing and sort of interesting about this uh, premiere uh, right up front is i don't know if you noticed this map but i did I thought the lighting of the show uh, was done just a little bit differently. I mean, you still had those dark tones, those dark colors in specific scenes where people were, you know, close up. Or, 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 or um, uh, Lawrence did like a did like a shot of, uh, of of a shot of Felicity and a shot of Ben really close up in the face. You did still have those those dark shadows and that in that excellent lighting. But overall, I did think that this episode was shot a little lighter. And I thought yeah. that that was an interesting choice. Also, the fact uh, that I found pretty entertaining and pretty interesting is that um, unlike season one, where Felicity was a freshman in season two, she's actually uh, thrusted into the role of being an RA for a bunch of students. Yeah, And when she has that initial RA meeting with Megan... Uh, you know, she uh, she goes through the spiel, and then she gets a question from a, uh, from a student in the back as to where she can fulfill her subscri- uh, her prescription for some kind of drugs, yeah, uh, some kind of some kind of medicine, not drugs. And Megan, uh, in, in in true Megan fashion, just says the most inappropriate thing Big you time. could possibly imagine, like what's wrong with you? Wait, like, like, I don't understand. Oh. And then she goes, don't fill your prescription there because they'll give you like, uh, they give you like pills. <laughs> like no, An- anti-psychotics. Anti-psychotics. <laughs> so I was like, you know, I, um, I thought Megan last year was, was fun and interesting, but, uh, especially this year, I, I um, I think the writers really took them, really took it upon themselves to sort of, uh, build out her character and make her a little bit more endearing, uh, a little bit more endearing to us as audience members. Right. Uh, which, uh, which I thought was um, really, really, really fun to see. Also, the thing that I really enjoyed about this episode is that I really got the feeling that it was, uh, it was, um, everyone against uh, everyone against Ben and Felicity in this episode. I really right. thought that. Everyone, basically everyone, hated the two of them uh, throughout the course of this episode. And, and to see them slowly realize that when they got, when they got back into each other's lives was mm-hmm. really great. And uh, the last thing I'll say before I throw it back to you is I love the shot where you see Felicity filling out the uh, paperwork to, um, to, uh, to apply for a room change. And mm-hmm. you see the shot of uh, Ben on the right and Noel on the left. And Noel on the left. You know, they, they're on the opposite side of the hole. Right. And Felicity in the middle. So I thought that was, uh, that was a, an interesting shot choice. Yeah, um, a nice
1: visual of the, the triangle at play again. And, yeah. And the look of the show, you know, this episode, the DOP was Michael Bonvillain, who did a lot of lost episodes. Um, and he only did... A couple of episodes in season one there was a different guy who was like the main director of photography but uh they switched partway through so mm-hmm. it does have a little bit of a different look to it with sort of the the lights and the darks playing a little different than they did early in season one mm-hmm. and i did like you know they wanted to have their cake and eat it too felicity is in her sophomore year which um i always forget the names of the years because uh, up here in canada we don't deal in freshman, sophomore, any of that stuff. Uh, that's not a thing. Okay. Um, so that's like, uh, I think, I don't know if they do that in other parts of the world or whatever, you know, in university it's just your first year, second year, third year, fourth year. We don't, we don't label them with names like that. That's um, yeah, but, uh, you know, they, they wanted to have their cake needed too. where she's moved on. It's, it's year two, but they wanted to keep some of the stuff the same. So they had that Residence overflow where they got too many people, so instead of having her own room, she has to room with Megan again, Mm -hmm. and and that's like a you know a fun TV way of they wrote a line that it makes sense, but we don't have to change the dynamic between those two too much because they the writers liked that dynamic of having Felicity have to room with someone who's so different than her. I, I was gonna say, and I just like that you know Megan is funny; she's really mean to Felicity in this episode in particular. Um, where she thinks that, you know, and she teases what's inside the box, um, in this one. And, you know, it's not as interesting cause we don't find out what it is. Tease that mystery a bit more. And then just when they're having their RA meeting and yeah, Megan's saying some very inappropriate stuff and not quite taking it as serious as Felicity, who's trying to actually do a good job. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Also in that meeting, we get introduced to a very, very young, uh, Michael Pena.
1: The yeah that, michael
0: pena is so awesome mm-hmm. the thing and he's I, and playing brian burke <laughs> yeah no 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 I, no I was just about to say that. the thing that i really love about that is the is is the fact that he is playing brian burke now if you like matt if you know who brian burke is you're like holy shit, that's i know yeah. I, I know what they're talking about so yeah. so i'm like holy shit, that's really cool i know that brian burke uh uh, you know uh, has been a part of bad robot for a while but i believe it was like two years ago this is t- totally unfelicity related but really quick i yep. believe like two years ago um, J- um jj along with uh um his um his wife uh carrie McGrath they actually um got some got a guy from the bbc to be in charge of production for bad robot so i don't know I don't know if Brian is still there, um, mm-hmm. but it was just really cool to have that sort of inside joke and know who that guy is.
1: Yeah, and it's one of those things where, you know, I I guess he was probably, you know, J.J. knew him from before that because the first thing that he really did where he got credit with J.J. was Alias. Yeah, that's um, right, yeah. So, which came after this. Mm-hmm. But, so it would just be another, you know, him and Matt Reeves through one of their buddies names in it probably as a joke and I don't know, maybe some of the stuff that Burkey does is based on the actual Brian Burke. I don't know if yeah. it is or not. Um but Michael Pena is so good. You he, know, he's always been good and even in this one, he's super young, like he's mm-hmm. still really charismatic. And uh when he's talking to Felicity about her sex life, it's just hilarious.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean I can uh I can I can tell you right now, um uh, the first time that I saw this episode, and Michael Peña uh, walked up and introduced himself. I didn't know who the hell he was. And um, watching this episode, because I watched it twice. I watched it once last week and I watched it uh, once this morning. But watching this episode, I, you know, watching him walk up, I'm like, that's, it like, it, it took a second for, for me to click because um, obviously now he's much older uh, and he's, he's in the Ant-Man films. Yeah, but it took a minute for me to, to sort of orient myself and realize who that was. Right. Um, also, the thing that um, I thought was really uh, one of the most impactful scenes in this in this whole premiere for me was when we did see the reunion between Felicity and Noel in uh, Elena's apartment, and that whole scene really was just really really well done and full of. Uh, full of uncomfortable moments and uncomfortable speeches, uh, or speeches by Noel himself. I mean, that that dig that he gives to Felicity before she leaves the room, where he says, uh, um, "Bethany was great," uh, it was just was just really heart wrenching. It was it was really like a knife to the heart to Felicity. And w- watching the scene that leads after that, where Felicity, uh, Felicity kind of you know wigs out on megan and having megan trying to be trying to have megan be understanding but sitting down and realizing that oh she felicity's gonna pour her heart out and i'm gonna say something really <laughs> stupid right uh just put a capper onto that scene between megan and felicity following the 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 awful scene with no i think I, I thought that was played great
1: Yeah. I like what Megan just says. I can't do this. I know I'm going to say something sarcastic and horrible. So let's just not do this. Let's not go down this road. But one of the things that they did in this, so, you know, the, the Megan Felicity dynamic stays the same from season one. Um, but they wanted to shake up the living arrangements of everybody else. So pairing Elena and Noel was great because it makes sense from a financial standpoint that they would need to live together. And it gives both of them a reason to still be on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, without like, you know, sometimes even if you go to college with someone, if you don't have classes in the same building, like you don't run into them very often. Right. So they found a way to make both of these people still be prominently featured on the show and have a reason for Noel and Felicity to eventually work stuff out without it being forced by having him live with Elena. Um, and then I really like that Julie has those horrible, uh, cheerleading roommates who are just horrible because they're you know so enthusiastic, which is so not not what Julie is about. Um and they're they're too much of go-getters. So then having her move in um to the loft with Ben and Sean, of course, adds some more drama. And I loved when Julie comes back, and Sean Grunberg is hawking his freshman kits, yeah. trying another harebrained get rich quick scheme. 15 bucks and leave it to Julie to come up with the stroke of genius again, just like that fruit episode where Julie was able to turn garbage into magic. And she tells Sean $5, man, like that's, that's it. And then he sells a ton. Um, and they were fleshing out that relationship between the two of them. And it's really nice. But going back to that Noel Felicity scene, it's a really great dramatic scene. And it has, you know, a good performance by Carrie as she just has to stand there and kind of be berated by Noel. And Scott Foley plays it as good as he could. It's the most spiteful and bitter that Noel has ever been in the entire series. Um, so it f- it feels petty, you know, the way that he says this stuff, even though she did break his heart and it's justified. But watching it, you're just like, man, like Noel has been to this point. A really likable character even if you know Felicity didn't choose him but for him to lay it all out like that in such a hurtful way kind of makes the audience it made me not like him as much as I did from season one Mm -hmm. so by the time they have patched things up later in the season which we will talk about next episode you still have this baggage of yeah, but remember that time that Noel really unloaded on Felicity with and didn't hold back like at all. Um, but it got that awkwardness. It cranked it to 10 right out of the gate, which then opens the door for them to have a reset later. Mm. Um, so it, in terms of writing and drama, great scene, but it knocked Noel down a few pegs in my book from being like the likable, nice guy. I do appreciate that he didn't just roll over and pretend like nothing had happened, but man, he went, he went guns blazing in that speech.
0: For me, um, I, I really didn't see it as, of course, I saw it as Noel being petty and being sort of dickish, but for me, it sort of played as Noel being hurt and and i didn't well he is hurt for sure right right right, i didn't i didn't uh lose respect for him i just read it as him being really really uh really really distraught by what felicity did to him and i didn't i didn't uh knock him down a couple points for really really berating into felicity although it was really really awful uh the the way that he did it and the way that he went about it um the last thing that I really enjoyed about this episode is uh, throughout the course of the episode, we see how happy Felicity is and how, uh, despite uh, despite all of her friends not liking her and all, all of her friends wanting to dig a grave for her somewhere, um, the relationship between uh, Felicity and Ben is is vibrant and it's and it's so sweet and it's so colorful. But in various scenes, you see sort of, Ben not, throughout the course of the episode, Felicity is not really sure ab- about what she is with Ben. They don't really, mm-hmm. they don't really come out from the get-go saying, okay, it's all good and happy. To, it's all good and happy now we're together. You know, we're, we're a couple. They don't do that. Instead, they have Felicity wondering to herself, uh, I'm, well, I'm with Ben. We're happy. I think, you know, and, um, right. The great thing about that is, they have a, uh, Ben and, and Sean have a have a, uh, have a scene in the loft where Sean actually sits down with Ben and, and asks him. So, I so let me. I don't I don't understand something here. You like Felicity? No, no, no. Felicity is <laughs> not the girl you like. Felicity is the girl that you marry. Like you need yep. to cut it off with Felicity if you don't love her because this 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 woman loves you man and like if you if you can't say to yourself three times I love Felicity then you have a problem um, right and you know you know and that's really rang home in the final scene of this episode where Ben uh pulls a pose pulls a Dawson leary and he actually sorry there's a Dawson's Creek reference sorry for all you guys he actually picks up Felicity's recorder And listens to uh, the tape that Felicity was recording for Sally. And in that tape, he hears that Felicity thinks that she's falling in love with Ben. Now, I'm like, okay, that's all well and good. But I'm like, didn't you know that you actually loved him? Or or, or are you you just saying that because you kind of... Know what it's like to be with him now, and you and and you're like for sure you love him, right? It it like it like came out of you now, so so mm-hmm. so that so that was just one sort of question that I had mulling in my brain as that scene was 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 going down. I mean, I, I have no doubt that Felicity loves Ben, but I just question that piece of dialogue that she. That she uh, said to Sally at that
1: point. Yeah, because from our point of view, we can tell that Felicity is all in on this, right? Mm -hmm. We know that, that she's all in with Ben. She's falling in love. Like, it's not a doubt to the audience watching the episode. So the fact that she said, maybe I'm falling in love, it's like, well, we're pretty sure you're already there. And that Ben and Sean scene is great because... You know, Sean is... And he cites... He's like, I'm older and wiser. He's like, I'm older than you, and I was in Little League while you were in diapers. So, Mm -hmm. like, listen to what I'm saying. And it's funny because, you know, there is actually, like, a huge difference between a dude who's 22 and somebody who's, like, 28. Just in terms of, you know, life experience and the way you view the world. So the fact that he says, you know, Felicity is not the girl that you date. She's the girl you marry. So, like, if you're just screwing around like make sure you don't screw this up because she would be like the one um and that's great but it's frustrating for us as viewers but of course on episode one of season two we're not going to have true love strike and these two have a happily ever after because then we have nothing else dramatic to play off of in terms of the romance for the next three years right Let's just say and the only thing that that frustrates me is that you know, Ben is not sure if Felicity loves him, even though it's, again, guys can be guys can be stupid. So, like, there can be times where you don't pick up on the signs. Um, mm-hmm. But we just have to believe that Ben is completely oblivious. And then he listens to the tape. And us knowing how intimate and personal these tapes to Sally are, it feels like such a violation. Because Ben even knows that these tapes are basically Felicity's diary. Mm-hmm. And for him to listen to the tape, it's like come on dude, that's that's not cool. Like I know that you're in a weird spot emotionally and you're trying to navigate the waters, but that's not the way to do it. That's kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, the modern equivalent of if he had unlocked your phone and snooped through her emails and texts nowadays, right? right? Like it again, like some of the things the guys do in this episode just rub me the wrong way in terms of their characters overall, but it's to, to move the drama part of the story forward. Mm-hmm.
0: No, I mean, I totally, I, I totally agree with you that they had to do something to make the next 22 episodes uh, worth watching, but I'm not going to say that I could have done it better, but what I would have done is I would have wrote uh, ben and Felicity happy, and as the season went along, I would have torn them apart slowly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so basically, I would have tortured them slowly. Um, <laughs> but you know, you know, that's just me. So, uh, with that being said, I thought I thought that this episode was a really welcome back to the world. Like I said, I thought the the aesthetic of the show, the way it was shot, was a little different. Yeah, but. I I was happy to be back in this world again, and I was happy to be hanging out with these people again. Um, so yeah, I I thought the episode was great, and on a on a scale of one to ten, I would give this episode a solid six. With that being said, what would you rate this episode, Matt? And I give this one an eight. So uh-huh. I, yeah, so I liked
1: this premiere. I think i rated what did i give seven to the the first the pilot so like i like this one more um just in terms of it lays out the groundwork for the remainder of the season it shows us what's going to be the same and what's going to be different and there's a lot of fun dynamics introduced like the pairing of sean and julie noel and elena and keeping megan and felicity together as co-ras is just a hilarious premise in and of itself Because they are still such polar opposites of each other.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Is there anything that you're really excited about um, seeing as the season goes along? Like, is there any specific episodes that you want to get to and talk about real bad? Um, I You know, I like the journey that
1: this season kind of goes on and it ends really strong. I think the last run of like three or four episodes of this upcoming season are really strong. And I already you know for next week have rewatched a couple and um one of the ones that i think we'll definitely talk about that is a standout is the one where julie and felicity get stuck on the subway
0: uh-huh.
1: which um i love is that a one, really a, a really great bottle episode in in a way um that deals with a lot of the the baggage of this season up front
0: mm-hmm. all right so with that being said um i think that'll do it for us but before we go Uh, Where can the people find you, Matt, if they want to talk to you online about Felicity or anything else?
1: Yeah, anything movie, TV, JJ-related, hit me up on Twitter, at Matt Crandall, and that's the best way to reach me.
0: All right, so uh, with that being said, uh, guys, if you want to reach me and you want to talk about anything JJ-related or anything else, or you want to tell me how much of a dick I am, uh, sorry... uh, well, don't tell me how much you would take but you can. <laughs> they, uh, they
1: wouldn't have met you if they thought that. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, I, uh, I'm at uh, CreekFanatic88 on Twitter. I have a YouTube channel at uh, youtube.com slash Productions. And you guys can find me on there if you guys want to talk to me about anything. Uh, but for my co-host, Matt Crandall, I'm Marcelo Nostroza saying we'll talk back soon.